Hey there, welcome to episode 16 of season eight of the Simplify and Multiply show. And in this particular recording, you're going to get the second part of your homework. Yes, <laughs> but there will be no quiz, right? So this homework is really for your benefit. It's a way for you to actually get in action around all the stuff that we covered in this season. And uh, just know that this is all written out on the show notes page. So just head on over there to check it out. So let's go ahead and get you started with your homework. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. Hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. The second homework exercise will help you be deliberate about getting the right help. Also, refer to prior episodes in this season on tactical practices that many of my guests used to not only find the right things to delegate, but also how to make your helper or helpers more successful. So feel free to do the ones that resonate with you as you can get value out of just a few or by doing all of these prompts. All right, so the first section I wanna go through is about identifying and prioritizing. So this is where we, the rubber hits the road. <laughs> now, before you can post that ad in Indeed or reach out to your network to find your perfect helper or helpers, you need to identify what it is you need help with and you need to prioritize it against a few measures. Now, these prompts will help you do that so you can get in action and make things happen. So feel free to, you know, just listen to this one pass and then go back and actually do, you know, the writing, whatever works for you. Okay, so the first one is I want you to reflect on the prior homework in part one. Make a list of the things you love to do that utilize your unique skills, experience, talents, or gifts. And that would be episode 15 of season eight. The next thing is I want you to make a list of the things that you feel you have to do or are forced to do that you know are part of running your business or marketing your work, but you really resist. You don't like doing them and you know you're just not great at. Now I want you to prioritize the first list, things you're great at, in order of ability to earn the highest revenue for your business, and secondly, takes the least amount of time. So revenue generating potential first, and then the quickest to perform second. Now I want you to put numbers down the left side of the list for revenue, and then another set of numbers down the right side for speed to completion. The goal here is to find the highest generating revenue tasks that you love to do and are great at in the shortest amount of time. After you do that, I want you to prioritize the second list, the things you hate to do and really aren't skilled at in the same way. So I want you to prioritize this list in the same way, meaning the ability to grow revenue and the time to complete. Now, as you're identifying and prioritizing these two lists, there will be a few tasks or responsibilities that jump out at you. 
I want you to circle those. They will be the ones with the most emotional charge. And that's positive or negative, just whichever it is, you want to circle the ones that are like hot plates. Now find the top priority of both lists. The one thing you absolutely hate to do that needs to be done and you're not great at it. And the one thing you absolutely love to do that drives the most revenue and happiness in your business and that you're great at. I want you to keep doing the latter and delegate the former. I'll repeat that. Keep doing the latter and delegate the former. So what I mean by that is you want to look at what obviously you're not great at and needs to be done and you're not great at it, you know, and you hate to do it and everything. And then you want to keep doing the things that drive the most revenue and that make you the most happy, you know, like serving your clients. And those are the ones that you want to make a priority. Now, the next section of this exercise is about preparing for your helper or helpers if you need more than one person. So these prompts will help you prepare for the ideal person or company that's a perfect fit for your business and your personality and your style. Now, remember, these helpers could actually be subscription services, you know, where you actually sign up for something that does a lot of heavy lifting for you. So the first thing I want you to do here is I want you to describe the ideal person you'd like to help you with the tasks you're delegating. So make a list of, you know, like what's their personality like? Uh, what's their attitude about the work they'll be doing for you? How do they view the partnership? What is their communication style? What is their need for leadership? Are they self-driven, creative, and collaborative? Or are they in need of constant guidance, instruction, and permission? Do you want to be able to meet them in person on a regular basis? If so, they will need to live within your area. So that's an important criteria to clarify as well. And, you know, when you're thinking about that, as I'm, you know, kind of hearing that in my own head, think about why is it that you need to meet with them in person? Because we've all learned through the pandemic that we can get a lot accomplished virtually. So just ask yourself, what is it about that part of a relationship where you want to have a face-to-face -face meeting with someone who's on your team? There's, it's not that it's good or bad, but just explore why that's important to you, because that says a lot about the kind of person that you'd be looking for. Now, after you do that, I want you to write about how involved you'd like them to be in your work, uh, innovating new approaches, simplifying your business operations, giving you creative ideas, brainstorming with you, you know, those types of things. It's like, how involved do you want them? Now, a lot of that will depend on the actual tasks that you're delegating to them, but think of ways that you want them to show up. Because I know a lot of my clients um, and uh, guests that I've had on this season have talked about how their helper has really contributed to their ideation and how they're coming up with really cool suggestions for products or services that they can use in their business. And that's a great way to have a relationship with someone who's helping you in your business. After that, I want you to write about the onboarding process, how easy you'd like it to be and what you'd like it to look like. How would you like the period, you know, of them getting to know you go like as they as they come on board and, you know, obviously there's always kind of like this warm up period where everybody's like kind of walking on eggshells or not really sure. And, you know, you're getting to know each other, you know, just like any relationship where you're starting to get to know somebody. How do you want that to go? What do you want it to look like? 
And then the last in this section is I want you to write about the perfect day working with your helper. What do they accomplish easily for you? How engaged are they? How well do they communicate? How easily do they take on responsibility? How effective are they at doing the job right the first time? And what ideas are they bringing to you to make life easier? Now, the final section in this homework is about you getting in action. So the following are prompts that will help you get into action so you can get your helper on the team as soon as you're ready. The first thing I want you to do is assess your budget to gauge the hourly rate or flat rate for your helper. I want you to set goals for increasing your revenue on a consistent basis so you can sustain having the helper as opposed to hiring them on and off unless your tasks fit a periodic engagement, like you only need help for doing a launch, for example. Next, I want you to reach out to colleagues or other business owners in your network who have already hired a similar helper and inquire about the experience, what they pay, what they found, you know, like where they found them, you know, what the whole process was. Almost like you're, like how I was in this particular season where I was interviewing my guests and saying, well, you know, what process did you go through? How did you find them? What, when did you decide you were ready? You know, just do your own research and you never know, you may actually get some recommendations when you talk to these people. It'll help you give you a good idea and save you time when you're ready to search for your helper. The next thing I want you to draft a document that outlines the duties of the helper's role and be specific so you're clear on what they'll be doing because they're going to ask for that. And you might also want to have optional tasks for higher caliber candidates, you know, the ones that are overqualified. Then I want you to consider creating a candidate test or interview process to help filter poor fit candidates. Depending on what they'll be doing, you want to make sure they have a good grasp of software applications or spreadsheets, for example. Once you've crafted a clear job description for the role, you can then reach out to your network to see if they know anyone they could refer to you. Start here first because posting a more formal ad on Indeed or LinkedIn because you'll be surprised to find that your network could be a great source for a trusted helper. And if you post an ad on Indeed or a post on LinkedIn, you're gonna get a barrage of responses. Now, depending on the outsource you wanna find, there are companies that do provide certain services overseas that may be much less costly. I want you to research those as well to see if an overseas outsource provider could be a good fit. In the end, it's all up to you to have the right comfort level. So for example, I was talking to a colleague and they said that they have an outsource in, I believe it was India, and they were doing translation of audio into text. So instead of using rev.com, they, you know, she used uh, an actual person or freelancer, or VA, whatever. And they had challenges in doing some of the translation because of language barriers. So for example, a non-native English speaker who's translating English, uh, from, especially from a conversation, could be a bit of a challenge. So she actually had to have somebody else proofread it. So it added complexity to what she was doing because of the resource she had. So just keep that in mind as you're, um, as you're picking out these people and you want to make sure you get the right comfort level. So then I want you to block time on your calendar to dedicate to interviewing and onboarding 
and a 90-day trial period if it fits the role. Set a deadline to get a helper so you can get back to focusing on work you love to do and make money doing. It goes without saying, but make sure you get at least three references they have already worked with. Now these prompts and what is also included in each guest interview will certainly help you better prepare and enjoy the process of outsourcing and getting virtual help to grow your business and make it more enjoyable. You know, building a team can be a scary thought, but there are ways to grow your business without the burden of full-time employees. Insurance, legal compliance, and all of the heaviness that is typically associated with having a traditional employee type business. As a solopreneur, it's your business and you can grow it however you want. Find the sweet spot that works well for you and attract the people and resources that give you more space to do what you love to do so you can continue giving your clients a powerful and transformative experience. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.